0: Five, six, seven, eight. Do 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 I it doesn't matter what course disco always feels right when dick and Papa up hold you tight, nothing gets to you, cause that butter tank cool, everything
1: you will be all right, we'll Swagger.
2: real thing baby the podcast call in we need all, uh, we need call-ins what are we even going to talk about anyway like a like at least one wolf
0: i mean
1: obviously wolves a couple well. of, couple of wolves baby
0: good day and welcome to the wolf pack discussion with dick and papa for those of you who are with us for the first time we are a podcast dedicated to disc golf hopefully witty banter and light social commentary we will warn you that there will be some adult-oriented stories, but we will try to keep it mostly PG-13. I'm Dick, and I am here as always with the one and only Papa Wolf. Before we begin, we send our love to our beautiful mothers, Patty and Daphne, and apologize ahead of time for what you might hear.
3: Welcome, everybody, to the third-ever episode of the Wolfpack Disc Podcast. I'm Papa Wolf, as always, joined by Rich Daddy Engelman. Hello. And special guest, one of the favorite Wolfpack team members, Phil Delaunay. What's up guys? Wait, I thought it was
0: pronounced Delune. No, it's Delon. What is that, German or something?
2: Delone Ranger. <laughs> Delone Ranger. Ooh, no, I th- like that actually. Somebody
3: would buy that disc.
2: If you had a Delone a Ranger. A Ranger, I don't like, yeah. Somebody would buy that. Is there, there a Ranger disc out there? I think there is. There's a Ford Ranger, but I drove an S ten Chevy, so I think that, that's that's pretty better.
3: That doesn't make for uh, a better a joke. Idea. So we don't like range. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> uh, so today we're going to talk about a lot of different things. We're going to talk about the recent memorial. We're going to talk about Las Vegas maybe a little bit. The Paul Macbeth news. What's going on uh, in Michigan. Uh, ben Wallace's Hall of Fame bid. And a lot of other f- wonderful things. But first, we're going to open up with the growth of the sport. Slash tournaments filling up so fast. Slash PDGA distance restrictions. It's been a hot topic online lately.
0: Um, And I have long thought that uh, the whole, like if somebody has a B tier, there's a certain mile radius around that that nobody else can run a tournament or a sanctioned tournament at least. Um, I am very against that personally. I think that especially now that the sport has been growing so much that it's just not, with the times, it's outdated. I can see maybe 10 years ago why it worked, but nowadays I think more competition the better, and why can't we have the tournament the same weekend as somebody else nearby? Whoever they want to go see and which tournament they want to pick, let them pick. It's competition. Let's go. What do you guys think?
2: I kind of like the ending of that when you said competition because it just makes me think about like the sport moving into a business world. And where everything's going competition-wise, why not have the revenue that comes with the tournament? Like, for instance, in Michigan, some TDs add money to a C tier, B tier. But, like, make that your standard and make make TDs compete against each other just as well as players. Because if anyone's running a tournament, you should want to run it to the best of your ability. Why not run the tournament well to the re- your best of your ability? And then players will come anyways but like you said this sport's growing so rapidly it's going to fill there's a lot of people out there but like let the players decide as well what what to go see but then there's the flip side i said earlier online you could play the tournament or be be a td 144 person a tier sell it out you know and then months later because i believe there was a facebook post about it but months later now that that tournament's Build with no, like, radius and changing the miles and stuff. So if a new person comes, let's say Wolfpack Disc hosts a tournament, and everybody else wants to go to Wolfpack Disc, does the first TD, is he saved? Because I think this TD should be saved too, because he just bought 50 to 75 players' packs, everything else. So what if some players leave his event before the, the one month, so where they get their full refund, but now he eats his cost on the players' pack? So maybe... Now, moving forward, lift restrictions, and then if you register and choose to leave, at least, like, say you're locked into that player's pack. So then yeah. you take the risk as a player that comes late that may may not have a player pack. Because then then the TD is bad again because it's just like, oh, well, the TD didn't, didn't have a player's pack for me. <laughs> you know, but how hard is it to to, to manage yeah. all that? So if they float away, but... But yeah, it's the sports. The sports growing so much. So, with that comes what TD is going to go out there. What like organization is going to go get a sponsorship and get the local people around them to give them more money. So like instead of just adding five hundred dollars, add a thousand dollars because two restaurants down the street added yeah, money as well. Absolutely. And that'll like because that's where the the pro tour purse is kind of going crazy too. So
0: I think. Uh especially amateur-only A-Tiers. I'm sorry if I'm calling out uh, tournament directors right now, but an amateur-only A-Tier affects so many people around that state, basically, because it's like closing down half the state, in Michigan at least. Like, you can't have a
3: tournament, and Brian's cracking his Labatt blue light.
0: Do you think they'll uh, give us money for that? Uh,
3: No, because we would only want money from Sherwood Brewing Company, because all of you should go and buy beer. (laughs) From Sherwood Brewing Company, maybe get a nice takeout pizza. Maybe ask for the secret menu item that Wolfpack Disc knows about, but you don't. Seamless advertising is what we do
0: here. But um, either way, I think, especially if a tournament is fully registered, like, why can't Wolfpack Disc or Great Lakes Disc or whoever then add another tournament so that other people can play that weekend?
3: Yep. This other one's already full. I think Phil's point was yeah. you know, that first tournament director does run the risk then of people backing out, especially for lack of a better way to put it, as a popularity contest or a quality contest, which I hope everybody's picking their events based on quality.
0: That's capitalism.
3: Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I think uh, that if there's an A tier and it has 300 AM spots, uh, especially in the state of Michigan, that there is probably 300 AMs in that state specifically that didn't get into an event. Um, if not more, that would like to play an event. So that's where, uh, you know, I personally see the issue. I think the distance restriction is um, outdated, as Rich said. You know, 10 years ago, totally see it. Now with C tiers filling up in 24 hours, let alone, you know, A tiers filling up in a matter of minutes, uh, I think that it should behoove the PDJ to look at that rule specifically. Uh, but Phil, you know, as a pro and as a, as a future touring pro, once that foot heals up a little bit more, uh, what is your stance on the fact that big events, especially disc golf pro tour events, they have rating restrictions on when you can register or um, maybe could fit more a lot of pros and maybe less AMs out there or, or vice versa? What's your thoughts on, on all of that?
2: I'll get to that. Well, one more thing on the one you were just talking about would be regionally, so, like, let's say Michigan has 400-plus members in the PDGA. When I lived in Maryland, our courses are 35 minutes apart, you know? Like, there's only barely C-tiers and B-tiers, and then there's that one A-tier or here and there. But regionally, like, in New York, when you guys lived up there and played, like, but now those are filling too. But some of those just aren't, like, I don't know. It, it goes back and forth, but but lift them up. But moving towards... Moving towards the Disc Golf Pro Tour, I I love what they're doing. Um, I think it's just fueling more people's fires to get better. Um, next year, myself, like I'm on the wait list for a couple of them, but I think next year you have to be a thousand rated or you better damn well like work your hardest to get there and play your regional events to like get there and then then get back to tour. But like
3: I think that that's a wonderful point, and I think the motivation that you're saying that that pros especially are going to feel, uh, I find interesting, because I think if you look at some of these big A tiers, there's an opportunity to host a C tier or B tier alongside of it, i.e. like a minor league, if yep. you will. So let's use, you know, argue the most famous tournament name in the sport, Letstone like that fills up so fast, so many people, things like that. It'd be cool to have like Triple A Ledgestone going on at the same time.
2: So I think Nate's a genius, and with him signing with with, uh, Discraft, and in a way he's with the Disc Golf Pro Tour, because now he has two of them, what he does is amazing. He developed and built a 1,000-person A-tier. Like, for example, Shay can continually develop and build, but it comes – like, he doesn't do it by himself. Like, all the Michigan TDs should come around D-Glow and pack it Amside, because that's what Nate's going to start doing. And this year proved it. It filled up right away. They added a new course. But, like, eventually, Glo is going to have five courses with 1,000 people. Then the AMs that come from everywhere go see the pros. Yeah, And they come to the course, and now they're making you pay for spectator passes. Which, Nate Heinold started that at Worlds, and it kind of, like, people backlashed them. I think it was a good thing. Now the Disc Golf Pro Tour is doing it, but they just raised thousands of dollars for the pros to come fly out there, spend three days in a hotel, and have a press week. And it was professional. Like, working the Super Bowl for ten years straight, I saw professional press weeks. I was in press weeks. Picking up, like, Peyton Manning from the airport. Like, doing the craziest things all all around the States. And, like, press weeks. We just had a disco pro to a press week with the top eight players, men, female, paid with a purse. But that money came from paying the $4, if you're a PDG membership, or... $9.99 Nine ninety nine a month, ten ninety nine a month without it. And off these spectator passes that they're gonna like make. So D Glow mm-hmm. is gonna sell these. There's a VIP spectator pass now. I think it's $75. <laughs> you you get have a some disc stands. You get a disc, a special disc, a water, blah blah, blah you know, like yeah. water throughout its snacks. But <laughs> what is this market doing? Any limited stamp is insane. So like if you are a fan of disc golf and it's growing to where golf is or other professional sports, it's hate the spe- we used to never want to spend money and now i think it's hard for some people to ask people to spend money but the grand scheme of things i think maybe maybe tournament entries need to go up a little bit too not crazy but there is so many people playing you don't want to deter new people but maybe there's like it's just so hard <laughs> it's, the the sport's like boom so fast you saw the growth of manufacturing not being able to keep up with it and now you're seeing the disc golf scene getting broken for in, within the first couple of minutes of lead shown registration which sold out like you're seeing all these glitches where we just weren't ready unlike the world wasn't ready with like everything last year for what exactly happened and like that's where that's where the sports insane and I I, I said it easy earlier e- like earlier and I guess it's kind of easy but it's growing pains and oh, like yeah, absolutely we're finally developing mm-hmm. growing pains guess what though we <laughs> good, good growing baby yeah um, but we, and you guys we have got to figure Ten out. years as Wolfpack. Yeah. Ten years? Uh, yeah. Eleven, be, yeah, huh? Yeah, eleven. 11. 12 this year. <sighs> I hope yeah, I'll drink like, a twelve pack for that. <laughs> from from
0: where we started to now is silly, but um, you made some good points there. And I think, uh, like, paying to watch disc golf, you know, getting the uh, spectator pass. You think you can go watch the Masters or the PGA Championship without paying for it? No. And that is going towards the players and towards the course and everything else. Like we're getting to that point where we're getting big, and I'm not mad about it. I think uh, it's a good direction. We're on TV now. Something. Yeah. Another thing like, too is,
2: UTDs. So yeah. like Wolfpack Disc. Like, when's your next tournament?
3: Uh, we have the tryout on March twenty seventh in West Olive, Michigan, which has two spots left as of
2: right. And now. is it being filmed by anybody? no yes it is it's being filled by myself i'm going to personally not play it and i'm going to film it because i can't with my foot i'm going to film lead card all their throws and that's what i think the next thing is media crew 42 in michigan and tournament directors if you if you know or anyone knows that your your tournament you have the chance to get on any coverage regardless of what level of professionalism yeah you got a it's amazing so like if i go out there and take photos with my camera, and then I have my cell phone recording film, and I just record the top, or even if it's the final nine or what, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But like, I will, I will come. I live in Detroit, and I will, I will drive over there. I will say this. March, um, whatever. If uh, anyone wants to help me do a camera too, let me know. <laughs> our
0: our biggest term of the year is May first and second, and on the second is the open division on Sunday. That is the Wolfpack Disc Open, and that would be the one. We already have how many pros? uh well over 36 out of the 72 pro spots so not bashing the child if you want to do both that'd be great but if i had to choose one that you came to the video it would be
2: i'm gonna be peaking out you're gonna be throwing (laughs) flingers
1: somewhere else i know and if i was at that one that
2: one i would be playing because it was when i would be healthy yeah it's okay
0: (laughs) i'm just throwing but i think it'd be cool if you want to come to the child uh we already do have around 10 pros or so i think on that one and there should be more and you know we have a limit of 100 but do we need to limit it not really
3: because it's a flex start so
0: yeah just however many people we'll figure it out all right up next we have a word from our sponsors and next a word from our sponsors stay
2: tuned for station identification wolfpack discussions is brought to you by wolfpack discs hand sanitizer make sure you rub it deep in those salty wounds Visit wolfpackdisc.com to grab yours
1: today. Use promo code WPD10 to save. Yeah! I loved
3: it! And
1: we're going.
3: All right, welcome back to the Wolfpack Disc podcast. Thank you,
0: sponsors.
3: Yes, thank you to our wonderful sponsors. And uh, we're here with Phil Delaunay. One of our favorite players, uh, both in the Facebook, Instagram world, but also one of our favorite players to just sit around and have some beers with and uh, have putting competitions at our house once in a while. So that was fun. But uh, Phil, why don't you tell the the people that listen, all seven of them, the uh, Phil DeLone disc golf story.
2: What's up, seven people? There's more than that. Oh, so this the train station, which is right there. Sorry, guys. I'm off topic because I am off topic, but there's a bridge underneath there, and my dad used to say sevens, and they are the seven mile gang from Detroit. Like, oh, sevens? Yeah. Isn't that And like do a gonna... Chinese fire drill when I was like seven. And he's like, Dad, get in the car. Like, Dad, come on. And he'd be like, they're going to cut us. They're going to. I was like, okay, this isn't good. Anyways. No, it was the
0: purple gang. They were part of Prohibition.
2: Yeah. Never so, mind. so, yeah, back in the day, you know, growing up as a kid, because most people are when they're young, um, I played. Karate. Didn't really play it. I practiced it. My dad did all around the world and had a karate school in Detroit. And um, I now recall this. I grew up there from like a, you know, car seat onward to he closed the dojo um, to start an alarm company. But I kind of did that. He's from Dominican Republic. Um, I got really heavy into baseball. Um, Miguel Dillanet is actually a player on like the Pittsburgh Pirates, Cleveland Indians. Um... Couple other, couple other teams throughout his, like, 15 years in the MLB, but he was a cousin of my dad's from Dominican Republic, and then a couple players from, like, the Tigers, like Jose Lima and Junior Felix, and people used to, like, come into town and Hell yeah. have, like, dinner at our house, but um, through through that part moving forward, um, it was kind of cool. Like, disc golf kind of found it really, really young by a buddy named Ben Alschbach his older brother was like 40 something or 30 whatever he was we we you know we were 16 and we th- how old were you when that happened 16 like, okay so you're 16 when you started throwing 16 so and we went to stony creek and it was a pretty long course back then still is kind of one today around the area and i could i could throw far like i remember three 350 with ease and he just brought a bunch of discs and i was like oh this is kind of cool like but then i was younger and then I just see a bunch of people kind of, like, drinking and smoking. And I was like, oh, it's what you do. Like, I didn't know that there was even more courses around. Yeah. You know, I didn't know. It wasn't a league or anything else. And I was really into baseball and just kind of didn't play it for years. What uh,
0: what position did you play? Where did you hit in the lineup? Like, tell me about your baseball. Um, I, was I played baseball. So nice.
2: I, yeah. I played shortstop um, through my whole life. Um, pretty much shortstop pitcher. And then... So you were getting, okay. Yeah, getting into <laughs> high school, our team was cool. Um, went to Grosse Point North. We won a state championship my sophomore year. Wasn't on the team, but our next year, I actually started on varsity, which was hard to do as a junior, and then we went to, like, states and stuff, but that was a pretty solid squad, and that kind of gave me just that natural throwing capability, but...
0: Absolutely. Uh, you like the Thumbers, as I do, and I think it is both yes. based on our baseball, like... I played all through college. I was an outfielder. I could pitch, but I was super wild. I would hit a lot of people. (laughs) They would say I was effectively wild. Like, I wasn't really a pitcher. I just threw. But um, either way, I think that, and also, you you have a good sidearm from that. I'm
2: working on it, yeah. Yeah, but you have the power. (laughs) Yeah, it's there. Definitely there.
0: Definitely. It's it's more dialing in the accuracy. But um, I feel like baseball players, more than most sports, are going to translate well to disc golf. Just from their natural like twisting of the hips when you're yeah. batting and throwing just and muscle everything. mechanics. Yeah. For me it was awkward learning the backhand though, because I spent my whole life spinning one way, throwing right handed, sidearm, arm. that is true. And then you and bat that way. Then trying to turn the other way, I don't have those muscles, that's why I have a weak arm. It's just I know I gotta learn better and yeah, you do some lessons. Hey, if you want a lesson from Phil, he'll teach you how to throw further. <laughs> and probably more accurately too. I don't know. I've never had one. Maybe I should. You definitely should. Your backhand is sad. Very sad. It's okay. Sorry. Keep going with your journey, but I like the baseball. uh,
2: Yeah. So uh, then I kind of picked it up in college here and there. I used to play a course on the West side of the state called Winstrom Park, which I think is now called Winstrom Preserve. It was a super small course with a bunch of trees. And then there was this tree disease and it became a super small course with like no trees was it since, the since then they've master. redesigned it but yeah it's, <laughs> but um but my, no one really wanted to play that much so between that and then felt mansion saga talk and I didn't I played disc golf probably 7 to 10 times through college and came home from college didn't really know what to do right like used to play organized sports or intramurals oh, yeah. or and then I started playing softball again and kind of dove into disc golf in like 2014 and Signed up for my PDGA number in 15 of, like, December. What's your number? 70955. Yeah, so 2000, that was, like, pretty much 2016, January. I got it on, I played the last chance for points in Michigan December 23rd. So, like, pretty much 2016. Yeah. And um, came in last place and advanced. I had shot it the day before with my with my uncle. Nag five on one course, Nag six on the other. Then there's a blizzard. Yeah. I'm like, what? I shot like plus twelve plus something last place. It was amazing.
0: So later we have to uh, talk about the tournament we just played in Kalamazoo and how the winter beat Brian.
3: So <laughs> Phil got his membership in just like October of 2015. Correct, and played advanced. One year later. His first sanctioned win came at that same tournament in advance. And then I went pro, and then I think I cashed my first two tournaments. There you go. There's some Phil statistics for you. Yeah, I
2: shot a thousand I, I, I shot a... I won my... or I came in third place at Cass Benton over Jeff Bennett. He's a, he used to tour and like, a Michigan guy. And then I think I finished second to Brian Murphy and then Skyler Stoker. But my second round... Skyler, who's was that? Was oh. disgusting. I was 909 at the time. And I think I missed like four putts and still shot ten twenty, <laughs> So it was pretty sweet. And then I came back to jump me all the way back up to third place. What's your and then highest... the next weekend, play your... it again. What's your highest rated round? I think I got my highest rated round this year in July when I was killing it at the Wolfpack Disc Tournament and Jackson, Michigan, L <laughs> <L-sharp> Park, <laughs> designed by some beautiful people oh the eyebrows and yeah i i destroyed that round i was playing with and, andrew marweed george bino oh i remember that it was oh, yeah. real hot
3: Ten fifty seven rated
2: someone else wow. i'm sorry if i'm blanking out but but yeah i missed two putts and the last putt we started on hole three so the last putt was on hole two it's i read the wind wrong i was like 90 feet around a tree and i looked at marweed from like 90 feet out and i was like Easy putt, right? Just chain out all inside oh. from ninety. But um, that was sick. I hit, I think, like seven or eight putts from Circle One Edge, Circle Two that round. It was just, it was, it was cool. Hell yeah, I remember that
0: round actually. You shot straight fire. What was it like thirteen down or something?
2: Yeah. And then Sharp is that's. I didn't finish 80s. the tournament, so I'm yeah, a little upset fine. with that. But anyways.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we won't talk about that. Uh, I think mine is like nine eighty. But it was over two rounds because it was... Brian's over here doing
2: some homework on my PDGA stats. You know how to filter them all? Oh, don't worry. I I got what I needed to get out of there. Oh, I I also have... I think I have one of the craziest streaks. So I went to Canada and finished in an A-tier. I had a seven-stroke lead. they spell it E-H? E-H tier. An A tier. Yeah, an A tier. <laughs> but That's I had a seven-stroke lead on the field. I think it's <laughs> And lost, but also started the tournament with a ten forty eight rated right rate around. Then I go to Maple Hill the next weekend in, in, from Canada. I drive to New York because I was working there. Drove up to New York. Um, I was trying to get to all 50 states before 30. So I went from New York on Friday at 2 o'clock all the way to Massachusetts, played Maple Hill Gold. was like, sweet. Yeah. Now go to New Hampshire. Then go to Maine. <laughs> and so I'm in Portland, Maine, at a brewery at like one, 1 thirty in the morning. And I'm drinking. And I'm just like, ah, drinking responsibly. Because yeah. then I looked on the PDGA and Maple Hill. They told me it was an amateur-only next-generation event. You are not allowed to play. And I was just like, because I've accepted cash. and yeah. open. And I was like, all right, that makes sense. Dave Feldberg. And then I go and read the rules. And I was like, in Portland. And I was looking at my phone. It's a four-and-a-half-hour drive. And I was like, I'm going to play this tournament so Might now well. I'm up for 36 30 like almost 48 hours because yeah. I wanted to catch a sunrise <laughs> over like Maine on this sweet like lighthouse and I'm like, okay, what do I do? So I drove all the way back uh, I think I was crashing like really really tired around like 435 found a plan of fitness told, <laughs> walked in wasn't even a member asked the guy I was just I was in I was in like a rental car from uh, from when I was working with PepsiCo but and then I walked in I was just like, hey, can I um, I just need a shower, man. He's just like, all right, I have a guest pass, cool. I would go in there, shower, show up to the tournament to Maple Hill at like seven, seven thirty, <laughs> run up to registration, and I was just like, hey, I want to get back in. You you told me yesterday I wasn't allowed to. I read the rules. I was in Maine last night, and I like, drove through the night, got in, first. So now I play. I didn't know there was two baskets at Maple Hill. I just <laughs> played one. We're starting on the sec on the on, on this hole, and I'm like, all right, this it's the whole ten, that big uh, castle hole. Oh, you'll yeah. see in coverage. Yeah. So from the blue pad, you start to the right. You don't throw the castle hole. You throw big hyzer up, like big forehand or like, and then up the hill a bunch of feet. So I threw a thumber to a landing zone, like two hundred feet. They were like, then the next players all chucked it up there. I'm like, what are they doing? Because I'm just trying to get to the spot to throw up to the to the castle, and then I'm like, wrong basket. They're all like, oh, there's another basket. But that was ten forty eight. It got changed like ten twenty five or something. which was the following weekend I was like getting hot for a second and then I shot my worst ever tournament rating round I uh, left my keys in my cousin's apartment um, or or an apartment in New York and still wanted to drive there because you got two free discs for the players pack and I know some people in New York from working over there a lot Warwick so drove all the way there and shot a 627 or something right around (laughs) 57 because it was par plus 4 and I showed up 10 holes late yeah that makes sense um, <laughs> so it was bad, so, but but in within two weeks I, I shot a ten forty eight and then like a six, six fifty or six twenty seven. So I wanna I impossible.
0: wanna shout out. Um, maybe not my favorite course or best course I've ever played at, but it was my home course when I lived in New York, and that was Warwick. Jealous. You, have played there, and to yes. have two tees and two baskets on every hole. Do you know beautiful. they just
2: upgraded from Mach 2's to Innova sketch? Did they? I all did blue and all white. Yeah. Brinster had... got like a blue, a baby yeah. blue wrap and then a white wrap. Dude, Steve Brinster uh, was a great dude. Sick. Watching
0: him when the USDGC, it was like one of the first live events that you could watch on disc golf. And we were all like sitting around watching. He was our local I can't pro. I can have goosebumps right now. Yeah. He was our local pro <laughs> and like, That's I'm, I'm so watching cool. it in my living yeah. room and like, Live disc golf wasn't a thing back then. It was yeah. 2013. And he's our local pro. He's like our, our disc golf idol out there. This dude would come out, and he would come to doubles at Warwick. He would play as himself, not a Cali, just one throw. And he would still get, like, second or third place every week. like And sometimes win it. But as a solo guy, and there yeah. were other pros around, yeah, like 1,000-rated guys. That could, course, if it's you guys so haven't beautiful. seen it or played it, it needs to be a destination spot Man. in New York. If you so get out to New amazing. York, and uh, another cool thing is uh, one of the guys we sponsor, Ryan Kenny, he was one of my best friends as far as disc golfers out in New York, and uh, he's gonna come out hopefully for our uh, Wolfpack Disc Open in May. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's gonna he's come out. Over, like, five days states before, yeah, too. He's come out Good to guy. states before he's driven out. Cause I told him like. You'll get in last chance qualifier. Oh my god. And From New York. Yeah. So Craig he had to had to play play open one year and he's not that I mean, Ryan, you're not that good. You're like Brian and I. We're all pretty even. Um but he had to play open one year and he just got his ass kicked. That's Playing insane. Leviathan Long. Come
2: all the way here and be like, Oh yeah, there's no spots you have <laughs> yeah. to play open. <laughs> he
0: didn't qualify, he got
3: Leviathan Longs and like I don't know. It was uh but still he had a great time. So you're uh, headed out on tour once the foot heals up, as we talked about, taking the van, obviously. Tell us about the van life, the mods you've done to your van, things like that. So it's, I actually, what I actually got my, auto, my van. It?
2: It's a 2002 Dodge 1500, Thank and you. it came from Florida, but it was on a parking lot. A 1500 van, that's a rare one. Right next to Warwick. Yeah. Oh, did you? There was like nice. as soon as you drive into town, there's a Dunkin' Donuts, a gas station. <laughs> you know, Dunkin' Donuts is kind of big like on the East Coast. See this van? I'm like, this looks amazing. No That's rust. Where you got like, it. Truly beautiful. Wow. Cape Florida title. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I flew back, worked a couple more events, got a ticket from Phoenix, flew to New York. My buddy Craig, which is now on Wolfpack Disc, drove, like, picked me up from, like, the train station yeah. and. A lot of trains. Drove there. drove the van home, but, but yeah, so That's this cool. year. This year tour is kind of cool um, foots healing it's it was five weeks on Monday so it's been like five and a half weeks um,
0: for those that don't know what happened to your toe first of all so first of all first of all I kind of
2: I work corporate events um, was always on my feet always in dress shoes never uh, had time to get an operation really and it was one of those things where it was like you could just deal with it it was yeah. it was there but um <laughs> I had like a bung in on my foot, which, um, which is in the grand scheme of things, it's just arthritis my around like the joint. So last year at the, what tournament is that? River City Open 2020, July 31st on the first hole is a 988 foot hole. And I, you know, par I three, think cause it's Michigan. No, it was a par five, <laughs> but I, I crushed a 500 foot drive and as soon as I land it, something popped and i, I was like that yeah. i think i just broke my foot yeah and everyone around was like what yeah because i threw really far and then it was just like i was like no, no, no i think i just broke my foot and yeah. i was just crushing so i i wanted to keep playing yeah. and i played six more holes with a broken foot and then was eventually like you know i gotta it. go went yeah. to er they're like oh yeah that's fractured <laughs> yeah so, so you know when it's broken or hurt yeah let it I had to let the ha- fracture heal and then to get, to then get a surgery or an operation. So this year, July or January, I got a surgery February 1st, um, which they pretty much opened me up and the crazy thing from this is what how, I wanna hear how big the, the arthritis finish. was, um, yeah. it. my toe was actually fractured the entire rest of the season. <laughs> so when I drove out to Maple Hill and we saw the one fracture heel There was so much arthritis around the joint that they couldn't even see. So there's a video because he took photos and videos in there. When he opened it up, there's just a giant chip of my bone (laughs) that every time I bent my foot, it was literally going in. So, like, round two, round like one, ending round two of like a C tier, which ended my season on in pain, um, knowing that I needed to get this surgery. But um, yeah, it was just just bad. But um, opened it up. Pretty much my toe was a little bent into the right. So they cut my toe in half and then cleaned it up at the joint where it bends. This is his right big toe. It's my plant foot. Yes. So, and then they put a staple in there that pretty much... <laughs> so that staple at my four weeks x-ray, it was kind of healing up. You can mm-hmm. still see, like, if you don't know x-rays, there's a line. And when they close up, oh yeah, you're kind of good. So six to eight weeks should be... Um, should be healed, and then after that, I'm waiting until April twenty eighth to play the Dynamic Dis Open. So that'll be my first event of the year, big national tour, first time ever playing at NT, Fuck and yeah. just coming back, waiting to like yeah. play a big one. Um, essentially, I'll be ready to go. You know, April first, but I'm gonna spend like a very slow time. That's uh, what
0: we want you to do. We want you to just kind come of back like doing field ready. work and don't, forehand. Don't press I've it. been just working come on back my forehand. When you're
2: ready. Yeah, so, so from there, and I'm just gonna go from Kansas to California, Um, pretty much driving through the mountains. I love photography. Um, I have a My disc golf. So I have a Instagram account called Philly D. Plug your Instagram. One eight three four, and that's just kind of been my own personal disc or like photography one as well as myself. Um, I traveled a lot for work pre COVID. And uh, I really have been attached to a camera for the past 12 years of my life. I've had, like, a DLSR and brought it to, you know, every state and 50 or, like, 20 countries and all over the world. So,
0: uh, real quick, uh, Jake, my roommate, um, I asked him, what question do you have for Phil? And he noted how much he likes your Instagram photography page. Not only your Wolfpack or your disc golf page, but, like... uh, you have that separate one. And he really enjoys it. And, nice. Uh, yeah, I don't he, focus he wanted, on that a lot. But, but no, he wanted to know, um, this is one of the questions from him, was, uh, like, why the photography interests? What do you get out of it? What got you started? So, real, um, real
2: talk. Yeah. Um, always, like, took photos on, you know, your camera phone or had growing up. In the 90s, we had these, I remember, these LG's. mobile one. They would give you these free cameras at, like, mobile when you pump your gas or something. I don't know, And they were, like, these free click cameras. <laughs> that you just take the 35-millimeter yeah. film to CVS or something, and they print off the pharmacy. And um, so, anyways, there's, like, piles of those. My grandpa had a camera his whole life and traveled in an RV, like, Anything two months like out of every, like, summer and drove to Alaska and kind of has been all over the place. But photography, in a way... Le- I'd say 2012 13 was like a pretty low point in my life. Um, leaving okay. like college and stuff like that, bad chicks, breakups, and we've you know, all, whatever. We've been there. Yeah, being being like a menace. And then <laughs> photography, I was painting boats um, in Holland, Michigan, and just sanding like, I'm not talking boats, like small ones, like 50 no. foot sailboats, yachts. My brother
0: went to Hulk Sanding them down, down there plenty. And, yes.
2: <clears throat> but that was great. And. Every you know Tuesday or Wednesday, we would go sail out to like Mission sunsets, and it was something that like brought me to to peace. Mm-hmm. And like between disc golf, finding it right after that, really the passion for photography oh, was always yeah. there. And then finding disc golf was just like two different ways to escape, and um, and then just traveling. So I traveled all around the world, and I'm not talking. I I've been like tons of places and. I've just, like, I don't know, I've been a lot of places by myself. So, what do you do when you're by yourself in, like, France or anywhere, like, Dubai? You just walk around and just take photos and take it all in while you can. Your your list of uh,
0: travel destinations has me very jealous. And I don't even know it all, but I just (laughs) know I've seen many pictures of you all over the fucking place. And um, I know most of that's for your job, but also you've taken that into your own life, like, Get in the van where you sleep in sometimes. And, yeah, you know whatever else. Like you purposely are like, I want to be moving. I want to be out there. I've
2: always liked to move, and so yeah. I had the Philly D eighteen thirty four, and then I kind of transitioned into basket case. Once I start, I just wanted to document like my disc golf adventure. So it started. I'd always go to Vegas, and they'd have the Vegas Classic, and I'd always be in like New York, and they'd have Am Nats. And so when I started playing, people were like, oh, "Are you trying to get points?" And I was like, "Points for what?" They're like. Yeah. Oh, Amps. And I was like... Or nats, And I was living in Maryland at the time. I just played a, a local C-tier. And these guys were asking me these questions. And I'm like... I don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm just like trying to play. And I'm like, what is that In e-? Maryland, they didn't even know about Amnats. Like, my club, at least. We didn't talk about anything. Do you mean am Am Amnats at the Toboggan. Okay. I, or I get a birth. Or maybe it was nats or something. Winning a birth to nats. Yeah, and I was like... Or this, accumulating
3: enough points what, to go to What Amworlds? does this mean?
2: So then... Then I started just traveling solo, moved to Maryland. Yeah. And my first year, a time hop just came up on Facebook. Um, <laughs> and my first year, I think I played 122 or 37 courses. <laughs> or no, I'm sorry, my first two years. Yeah. So I believe, like, learning the new lines, as well as, like, having the athletic ability to throw them. Oh, yeah. Like, stepping up to your home course on hole two, you know your disc, you know everything. Some people throw play, like, hump... And I'm not nothing against like people that can't get out and play, but I think that the more unique lines that you can just tell your brain step up without a bushnell with a bushnell, no no sponsor plug, but um
0: hey do you think bushnell would know your disc to and
2: how to get there like that's that's how you become a yeah. how do you want to be a, become a better disc golf golfer throw throw more spots you're going to end up on different spots on the courses you can walk up to new courses and just throw what you know and just yeah, yeah I think
0: uh, so do you think Talking about Bush now, maybe they'll give us some money for this, but, like, so many people want to know, like, what's the distance? What's the distance? But you've thrown a disc thousands of times, and you have eyes. Like, you know the distance with your head. Like, do you really
2: care about the distance, or are you more, like, using your visuals? I, I use my visuals. I'm also, like, I'm trying to get one right now, but I saw someone actually make up a pretty cool point. Disc golf, you need to, part of the game is, like, being able to to land that disc yeah. and like gauge that, yeah. but you know, or and they were like so. Everything. Do you have to share the the distance with everyone else on the the card? No, you shouldn't have to. But to win when it really counts and know you used to have to like guess. Oh, if I heiser it right here, if you have the heiser, yeah. this is what it is. But now you can kind of know in practice. I think it's going to elevate the game. Oh, but, it definitely. Well, Bushnell. Oh, it's kind of crazy. We'll
0: do a commercial. Don't worry about it, Bushnell.
2: Bush now.
3: Every time I hear Bush now, I think of Bush Beans or Bush <laughs> Light. So it's just... It but is new little... courses
2: on tour and trying to learn them in a week and then try to drive 600 miles to the next course, I think on a par four, par five, and you, you're in the woods, but you want to know, just pick a tree for practice and be like, I need to throw 280 feet to this bend mm. so I can attack the green yeah. or so I can get up. Sure. Like, they're amazing. They're going to teach you like how to play and how to break down a hole, how to break down, even think about practicing, like sitting, there's, there's, you don't want to walk in the field or you throw your disc one way, you don't want to go, you don't know the distance back again. You walk to an, any object and just keep dialing it in until you get to 150. It's all you want to concentrate on today is 150 foot upshots. It, you throw 30 discs, 150 feet, you turn around, you find the next tree, the next pole, the next post, and you throw 150 feet again. Like, you're going to be able to lock distances in, in practice, like, insanely well. So, yeah, I want one for tour. But tour's going to be fun. (laughs) We're
3: really excited to see you on tour. Uh, Speaking a little bit of tour, before we uh, go to our sponsor, really excited to uh, see Kyle at the memorial last weekend. Uh, It was great to see how well he shot. Really proud of him. Uh, Thought it was a great field. Kyle who? Kyle Klein. There you go. From Wolfpack Disc, from Great Lakes, more importantly from Discmania, I guess, as well. I don't know about
2: if he would stress more importantly, but yeah, continue. Yeah. Uh, it was just great hey, he to see. He us, at least.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was great to see uh, him out there competing. Uh, we have friends uh, in Arizona. We have a team member, Adam Reinder, in Arizona. Uh, we had Andrew Heron and Cody Van Hevel from Team Wolfpack also playing out there. So it was great to see um, all the wonderful people out there. We're excited to go next year. Um, can't wait to, uh, have to caddy for, uh, Phil and Kyle that last day and see which one Rich carries and which one I carry.
0: you heard it here first. I'm the best caddy out there. I got a strong back, baby.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he does. And up next is a word from our sponsors. Hi, everyone out there in Radio Land. This is Shay's grandmother asking you to go to GreatLakesDisc.com. Again, that's GreatLakesDisc. Dot com. No S, it's weird, I know. I need you to go there and buy his frisbees. Oh shit, never mind, not frisbees. Uh, the discs. You can't say frisbee, that's trademarked. So go to Great Lakes Discs and ask for Shay's grandma. That's me. Love you, bye.
0: Hey, grandma, is there a code?
3: Oh shit! <laughs> I think the code is, uh, GLDD10. Wait, that's not right. Uh, well, hold on. My favorite player is Brian, so we'll use his code, 39996. Thank you. Love you. Bye. And welcome back. Thanks to our sponsors, as always. I really enjoy when Rich does uh, the countdown to start us up and then says going and then sniffs or something to create the first noise actually on the recorded track. <sighs> yep, there you go. And then he will uh, not edit that out for the podcast, which really is the best part. So well, I'll edit
0: out the starting one, but not the second one.
3: We're going to go into segment three. And as you know, all seven listeners, that segment three is uh, some questions. So first up, Rich, uh, the album of the week. What's your pick? Um,
0: it's the album that I have played the most since I've moved in here. And that is David Bowie. Ziggy Stardust, and the Spiders from Mars Uh, front to back like it's a whole story and it like one song just leads in another just like the Beastie Boys album and uh, it's just uh, it's like psychedelic Um, it's good when you're uh, maybe Hitting a little bowl or having an edible—it's—it's it's nice to just vibe with. And uh, David Bowie always does well with uh, great songs.
3: That's awesome, and we'll ask Phil his here in a moment. But uh, my disc of the week is the Buzz SS. Shout out to uh, Timmy Barham for his tour series Buzz SSs that just dropped through Discraft. Uh, I've been lucky enough to hold a few, order a few, and. Uh, Ready to put a brand new one in my bag this week, so I'm super stoked to throw that. Thank you to Discraft as always. Uh, really excited for those tour series discs. Phil, uh, what is hold your on real quick? Before uh,
0: before he came from Grand Rapids to Detroit to my place today, he said, "Do you need anything from the shop at Great Lakes Discs? At Great Lakes Discs. Disc, and uh, I said. I don't know, what are the new tour series discs? And he told me like 10 different discs. I said, I need that Buzz SS. That's a Barham disc, right? He said, yep. So we're going to help him out. And uh, go help out all your favorite pros by buying discs for their tour series. Because it is really nice.
3: Yes, sir. Phil, what is your favorite album? Or album on Um
2: There's an artist called Alan Raymond. And Raymond? one of his favorite songs from... Or one of my favorite songs is... A song called Rose, um, but it's called Harry Hard On is the album name. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I just made. A, hold on. I just hold made on. Dick spit, spit out his face. Yeah. Harry. So, I just did a spit take. Harry, Harry Hard-, Hard Hyphen On. Oh, I wish you had a baseball card because I would have that. Oh yeah. If you guys don't know or are curious, Rich has a pretty cool baseball frame of cards with all men such as Dick wow. Buckus yeah. or you know. Dick Sizzler. Dick Sizzler. uh, Captain Jack
0: Glasscock.
2: Real name. Uh, Yeah. These are all legit cards. So yeah, he's he's a jam to listen to straight through, Um, but that's a good album. Awesome. And what would be your disc of the week, or what's your go-to disc right now? Um, The go-to disc right now, I would say the Discraft, Jawbreaker, or Pro-D Challenger, because pretty much only focusing on putting and upshots. And roughly, how many of those do you own? I'd say <laughs> I at least own a hundred challenges. <laughs> so many. And I think I own like thirty APXs, but I don't know. I think everyone should own as more of their favorite disc, aka or just putter, than any other disc. Which I have a lot of putters. Excellent. That's Are either of
0: you uh, Star Wars nerds?
2: No. Sometimes when I get spaced out, do you know who the C P three O is? Yes, C three P po I bought this, and it's coming now. I have bought.
0: Do I see, don't. Under, yeah, do but nobody else card?
2: knows what's going
0: on. Well, describe describe the
2: left picture. The left oh card.
0: my god! <laughs> it's on its way right now. Being so
2: aware. we were just talking about sports cards <laughs> and Ridges Sports. Um, it's not even, like, an addiction, but I'm telling you, like, maybe we can link a couple photos to, to it somewhere, and everyone should see these frames that, that he has. Um, the themes are just great, but this one is a Star Wars card, um, C-3PO, um, by Anthony Daniels, and it looks almost that he has this giant, or, I mean, it, it looks, it is, ladies and gentlemen, it's a giant shaft, he's almost wearing, like, um, a dildo strap, Dell diaper, something, And it's almost like a rocket ship launching to space. So I think that's why he likes it. And it's definitely P.O. in somewhere. Um, Eyes are a little scary, too. This is definitely a nice card. Um, I'm sure we can add this. Or you can just look up a Star Wars 1977 20th Century Fox Film Corporation. A 207 C-3PO Anthony Daniels. I'm going to zoom in and show this to Brian because I don't think he saw it. Maybe he did.
0: This was an actual misprint and like a real thing this is like a recreated card so i'm not getting an original because they stopped printing them right away but like the billy ripkin yeah yeah the billy ripkin uh, what's it say fuck that. yeah
2: no who knows we yeah. might have just this just it's just fuck yeah anyway. might have sparked the market for these cards right now ladies and gentlemen yeah. they're not that expensive
3: on ebay All right, Phil. Some rapid fire questions that have nothing to do with disc golf. Are you ready? Mm. You want me to rap? No, I have about fire. Yeah. Yeah. If you you can do that, go ahead. Okay,
2: maybe after,
0: but for sure, I can give you a beat. Uh, Maybe in the after party. take a beat.
3: If you were a uh,
2: type of cereal, what would you be and why? Uh, Oh, oh, Oreos. Because some people used to think I was black, so why not? But that's a rapid fire question and answer. I appreciate
3: it. Who would win in a fight, an alligator or a shark in outer space? I would say myself, on Earth, from beaming something to them in our space. Are you more like a cabin or a tent? I like to pitch them both. Are oh. you, would you consider that you are a boot or a flip-flop? Um,
2: I like thongs. If yeah, I was going to come over to your house sure.
3: tonight, what would you cook me for dinner? If, um, oh, 100% uh, chicken fajitas. I got some of the best. Fajitas? One. Fajitas. Nice, that's super hot. Um, I already asked a good one, so, uh, if you could live in any country besides the United States, which one would you live in? Um, Canada. And if you could get rid of one U.S. state, what would you get rid of and why? Ohio. Why? (laughs) The Ohio State. There you go. That's all I think (laughs) you needed. Ohio
0: is the turd that's hanging off of Michigan that won't fall.
2: Like, seriously, your poop's (laughs) smeared to my hand, and my mitten is my bag. Shameless plug again mittenbags.com. Get them while they're hot. Um,
0: Doubles partner. Who would you pick out of anyone? Anyone in the world. Yes. Past or present. present.
2: I would pick Greg Barsby. I think we would just vibe so well and shred. Yeah, mm.
3: favorite disc mold by. Sorry, George
2: Bina. Yeah. Oh, to yeah. <laughs> be pissed! He's got <laughs> such strong hands. So, shake that
3: man's hand if you're <laughs> lucky. It just makes my hand look like a. Uh, oh, yeah. Favorite disc mold from a company not named Discraft. Mmm.
2: Twenty sixteen Nate Sexton Champion Glow Firebird in
3: disc. If you
2: didn't putt with challengers, what would you putt with? I used to be APX, but I'd probably go, I'd mess around with like a Focus or Challenger OS.
0: What disc do you use for your thumber? A Raptor.
2: Always. And a thumb, and like a Nuke OS, okay, sometimes a Nuke. I okay. messed around the other day and threw a Buzz. Have you those tried the weird... Flick? See, see, I don't think people understand. So I'm not a thumber that goes for distance. I can throw 380 to Jeez, something Christ. feet. I, I throw thumbers for two hundred and sixty to three hundred and ten feet. I want placement shots, super accurate shots, up and over things, really low skips on the grounds that like bend at sharp angles. I agree. They just go. If I throw a flick, the pan's gonna be extremely slow. I like something because I don't throw them at straight up and downs. Mm-hmm. I throw them at like forty fives. Yeah. So that. I'm like here. For those of you that don't know thumber technology or science, please let's talk. About if you thumbers. go straight up and down. The Thumber glides for longer mm-hmm. in the air. The more, more stable the disc is. More distance. And it gets you more distance. If you go any slot or click, like, further to the 45 angle, that's when they start going up and down quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, nuke is a really good disc. It just goes straight up and straight down, way OS. quicker than the Raptor. Nuke OS, a little bit too, like, regular Nuke. Nuke mm-hmm. OS is a little bit too, I like it for a Thumber, but it's, like, little too much glide for me. I want something... Because I'm not throwing it at the slot that people are like, max distance. I just throw thumbers for like... You want a tight turn. You see that 100 foot object above there? Yeah, I'm going to throw it that
0: high. (laughs) How many times have you heard people say, that just made my arm hurt watching you do that? Lots. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorite quotes from people. When I throw something over a tree or something, they're like, that just hurt me watching that.
2: Like, no. Every once in a while, it hurts myself. You know when you stretch oh, yeah. out the lower back back. The first oh. couple, the first couple of the day. Yeah. Once you get warmed up, it's all good.
3: So Phil, um, you're I'm a
0: tangent on thummers.
3: You're um, a really well known disc golfer, one of the most polite disc golfers. Very cool to have on your card. Um, you're obviously sponsored by a whole bunch of people, so why don't you give a few shout outs to your sponsors now?
2: Huh? I'd like to give the first sponsor. Shout out to the first ever sponsorship, Wolfpack Disc. We were um, your first ever.
0: Tell that story.
2: Yeah, so a <laughs> little bit was like, you know, talking to Brian and Dick over the years. And then I was at a Greenwich Town pub, a local pub with multiple time zones on it. Because, you know, you're always losing track of time if it's not on your hands with a watch. <laughs> but um, I saw this guy walk in, you know, another co-host of this two-man team. And... His name was Dick. And I was like, yo, man, what's up? And then we just started talking, and Rich was like, hey, you're going to be on Wolfpack Disc or something this year. I don't even know. Anyways, so we established I, a relationship. He has a different story. This was my last no, bar of the night. This is so.
0: something he probably doesn't know. <laughs> like, no, something he doesn't know is <laughs> uh, I walked outside after uh, greeting Phil, and we had some pleasantries. But um, I then walked outside... And I called Brian and I said, hey, Brian, just ran into Phil at Greenwich and uh, he should be on our team. And Brian was already talking about sponsoring you with me and we both agreed that you would be a good match. And uh, But it was just so random that I ran into you like a month maybe after we had just seen you and had talked about yeah. it. And I just called I was like, so I'm going to offer him a sponsorship right now. I was like, Yep. He's like, you're going to buy him some whiskey, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> so I bought two shots of whiskey. I took one over to him. And I said, you take that shot if you want to be on our team. He goes,
1: hell yeah. We did the shot. And that, that's how I remember
0: it. And that's it what happened, have been folks. not that romantic, but in my eyes it was.
2: See, after uh, Wolfpack Disc was uh, Discraft and Discraft Underground. Um, been sponsored by them. This is the third season, I believe, now. Um, and shout out to Bob Julio and Wes Chittivar. um, great team over there. And then also after that came, which Mitten Bags. So Mitten Bags is an amazing crew of two people, one powerhouse around the sewing machine. This girl's crazy, Samantha Jansen.
0: Jansen's and Jeffrey. Um, and Jeff, bag.
2: um they're awesome. I used to take their bags around prior to even having a team and just. I got him into Bluebird Pines, number one course in Minnesota. I got him into like different places. I used to take their disc and like take pictures of him in airports and at different places. But um, Then came along Great Lakes Disc, which Shea, uh is an amazing man in Grand Rapids and Michigan Disc Golf, Disc Golf in general. Um, been talking to him over the years. It's kind of cool. Brian also works there. Great little plug. Great team. Great core group of players and everything else. Then came uh, <laughs> Upper Park Dis- Disc Golf. Um, they're an amazing disc golf company. You can use Phil10. fill Phil with two L's. 10 to save 10% off. A um, bunch of other things. I missed my codes for other ones, but they're on all of our Instagrams. And then last but not least, um, Paragon Disc Golf, which... Kind of, I owe this to Brian Wolf, um, great guy sitting right next to me, but um, Who, got guy? right into, get, got me into um, a relationship with Miles, which we had a phone conversation the other day, and he's a cool guy, caught up with him, and um, yeah, I love my sponsors. They're great people. They definitely help me a lot. Um, I like to try to help them as much as I can as well, and just try to be a positive influence. Out there, um, sometimes you know there's the good and the bad, but um that's a strong core of team around me and it's a it's a cool group of people. So if you guys want to check out all those sponsors on Facebook, Instagram, and their websites, um, pretty much all of their name or just search them online, you'll find them all. So
0: And that's all I'm gonna say about so, that. So so Paul's but worth more I'm than asking 100... you. Do you think he's worth ten million dollars to discraft?
2: I think it's it's a perfect move for the sport. He's going to make way more money than $10 million. He's already made his dream. He's set for life. His family's good. Everything's fine. He's going to make all of his money off of... He's not... He's $1 million a year, but he's not capped. He's got bonuses. Yeah. Disc. Disc, he's already made. He bought a McLaren, for God's sakes. Like, he's already made. No shit. Just That's... let alone <laughs> off of, like, his four... They made 50,000 four-time buzzes. Mm-hmm. Like... If you get $5 of each of those yeah. or $3 of each of those oh, do yeah. some like the he's math getting adds like up. yeah it doesn't even matter I think he doesn't need to push it to the next level but he already pushed it for the next levels with his 4 year contract for 1 1 million that helped everyone renegotiate their contracts in 2018 and then now moving forward he's going to help push the sport bring more eyes to it that why is some wait someone in disc golf just got how much so like oh, it was... it's going to keep legit and then with his foundation that create it I think of it because Paul and Beth says he idolized Derek Jeter. Oh, yeah. So, who who and Cal Ripken, he was a shortstop just like mm-hmm. me. Um, Paul and Beth, if you're listening to this, I will shred you at a ground ball competition. Care less. Hey, NIU. Paul, I'm the
0: only one in this conversation <clears throat> that played college baseball. And, uh, yeah. Anyways.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I played college baseball. Ooh, I, I, played, uh, oh. I played fall ball and then had a double hernia surgery and then you quit playing. Help. So, I never played college baseball. Like, but... Easily could play. Never played college college on a team team, but Brian's just letting
0: good. us argue
3: now.
2: <laughs> Anyways, but I think contract that... is amazing. It's gonna help. Okay. It's gonna help every player. Brian, would you tell get us, more what get you more money? Of this
3: contract. I think that the contract is amazing. It's as, perfect. As Phil is saying, it's great for the sport. It's great for his family. Uh, it's great for the next guy who's gonna negotiate. Yeah, whoever That's next...
2: huge. He didn't need. <laughs> millions and millions more he's he's set
3: he's good it's good to I, go i think it's wonderful i think his announcement about the foundation this week if you haven't seen it head to Paul social mm-hmm. uh i think that giving back is part of the reason that rich and i found disc golf was it was our journey through through giving that back. was how we started and uh it's it's just that wonderful uh i bought as soon as that link went live the website went live About bought a hoodie to support and then i sent them uh uh Personal email and said hey you know I think this is wonderful um, it's so great to attach a name to, to this and as a person that's been in nonprofit management for 15 plus years like please uh, let me know if you need a, a person for your board or, or a person that just bounce ideas off of it's it's wonderful to see we're, we're drawing more attention we're getting discs into more people's hands we're helping to really grow the sport and um, you know as, as much as you have seen a lot of negative things online lately about shrink the sport because because uh, we broke it yeah we broke it's it growing it's growing pains yeah. We yeah. broke the internet so um we broke it i'm, I'm happy like all those things are awesome that, that happened and um thank you like paul you're never gonna hear this seriously but thank you we i thought about that it. today We're like gonna, do you think the
0: paul Macbeth would give us money for mentioning him, <laughs> him?
3: no no <laughs> Um, like seriously like Paul thank you Yeah. Eagle thank you Um, people at major manufacturers thank you people at shops like Great Lakes and um, you know Shay thank you like people like because you
2: guys all ground you grinded for years before Mm -hmm. like the money was even there yeah which is a dream and then now at the end you should be reaping the benefits not only all of us but like we all should want it if we love the game and we love the growth because so many people said grow the sport for years and now they're all like pissed and where they're debating they, and they're like, the oh, get the... like hey, guess what? I registered yeah. for d Yeah, I had two computers in a, in a phone next to each other <laughs> clicking coaching my girlfriend what exactly to do <laughs> got into D-Glow 8.59 Detroit time Eastern Seaboard like eight, or 8 o'clock Central time I'm registering for the Preserve boom everyone went and bitched online guess what happened? You need your official's exam. So my fault, sure. But like, why did you need? Why could I register for an NT above a disc golf pro tour A tier? Not have my yeah. official exam. Yeah. Why could I register for all these other disc golf pro tour events, including Declo one hour prior, and then get hit with that? Sure, I should have had it, well, but you I didn't. Have to have it either e- you either way, it. no. But every <laughs> other tournament, it's not, it's not an elite series. It's realistically yeah. never every other one that I got into. That's why it's crazy because. If all if that was that, all others should be a precedent yeah. and then they should have had it too. Yeah. Either way, now I'm seventeenth on the wait list. That's Maybe my fault and it. I don't care because the sport is growing and I know I need to get better because why am I even in this predicament in the first place? I'm not good enough to just get in the you first year registration. Up. Get get good enough to be in the first year registration and then yeah. don't get mad. Like so that's that's what it falls down to. Like that's my fault. I don't care, but like that's also something I'll go on record right now and just be like, I will be thousand rated by this time next year recording another podcast because like it's just I'm not even like doubting it. So uh, that that's what I feel like so Brian, But that's the game. We think you will be too. <coughs> and we hope so.
0: Oh, and if not, we don't care because we love you. Yeah. But but, uh, but as I also long as speak you keep trying and fucking. Get you have to speak positively cares. and exactly. another thing, Manifest giving people lessons.
2: Yes, you can't just Oh, I can never make a 20, 15, 20-foot no. putt. Manifest. If that's how you start your conversation with a lesson, you're, you're never going to make a 15, 20-foot no. putt. Just go lie to yourself and tell yourself you're going to make every putt because eventually you will make the putt.
1: <laughs> you so know? like we That is about, how
2: you play with a positive mindset. We
0: talked about Steve Brenster earlier for a sec, and uh, lots of people would ask him, like, how are you so good at putting? And he does this Ridiculous straddle putt Yeah And he's like He's bringing it Way under his ass And coming forward Back and forth Back and forth Before he throws it Over and over And then He would say like I just I feel it And like In my head The worst fucking thing In the world is to miss his putt Like I'm gonna make it And like He would be intense about it And he's a calm dude He was a great guy But He's like in my head, there's no way I'm gonna miss, and there's and, no way you're gonna yeah, miss his putting. Style Literally, is I don't nobody else puts like that, at least in the top fifty pros.
2: I'd say the closest guy to put like that is is Greg Barsby with that low straddle putt. But yeah, but he no, he's putts going pretty, pretty unique. It. Like he's yeah, swinging
0: yeah. under his legs, <laughs> like between them. Yeah, it's it's
2: silly, but um, I, I think know, I, you make double the amount of putts than you do drives and yeah. everyone goes out, and they want to see how far yeah. they can throw. Yeah, yeah. And the reason that I have 80 putters, or 100 putters, yeah. or 60 putters, like, I have hundreds of putters, is because putting should be the most fun part of the game. You step into a tee pad, it already told you the so distance. so stressful, though. No, 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 no. It already told you this distance, everything else. It putting is. is different. It's stressful. You can straddle putt, mm. Anheuser putt, Heiser putt, everything. Like, putting is... Is knowing your disc. Is being able to be cocky at that one point and be like, oh, this is going to be sick. Because that's when you can make the play. That's when you can make the play like, this is amazing. Watch this go in from 60, 70 feet around a tree. Because oh, yeah. you told it is to do that. You didn't drive it on mm-hmm. a hyzer 300 feet and that land it. Fun. Like Brian, putting is always
0: different. Brian is, uh, I would say... It should be the m- you main thing his, you do, do to golf focus.
2: strengths on a board, I think his putting would be... He says right that too. Top. Well, yeah. I I think he's I heard said, you on a podcast a or something putter. else. You said I'm a great putter, you know, but I can only throw 300, 350 feet max oh, yeah. or whatever. So no, like, neither why of do I even Like, but yeah. but that's I was second on tour in pro in, in, in on the pro tour in putting, like by like a tenth by a half of a tenth or something of a percent, like thirty six point something percent. If you over over seven or eight tournaments from circle two, oh, yeah. I run. I think putting is the best you run everything of the game because if you're I not making that putt, you're the making the comeback. Not. Hey, well, if you're going to you make like the comeback. comeback. Okay. Okay, no that's that's the mindset. You yeah. are going to make the next putt. Yeah. Put yeah. the ba- you tell people how to putt putt through the basket. Yeah. yeah. And then people go look putt through the you're go- you're ma- you have one time to make the putt, make the putt. If you're going to choose to choke and then miss and then go long and then choke again what's the point of putting lay up in the first place <laughs> don't cool. lay up though <laughs> just putt
1: like, well, you can do a half someone go. asked
2: me at the memorial last year a and my buddy just okay. posted a uh, uh, old instagram clip but it was a me running a putt on the peninsula of fountain and i had six putters <laughs> in my bag prior to the round and this guy goes why do you have so many putters because i loved. first of all they just warm up and then I told him I was like, dude, I'm gonna lose like one or two putters yeah, this round. I'm going for He's it. like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm just gonna send it. So, but I, I but I missed this putt like a forty five footer on on a par like one of those double peninsulas, super hard. But I ran it yeah. with a vulture from. Did you know he? Haste like haste four the hole something.
3: There? What hole?
2: He used uh, a hole.
3: Fourteen, I think. Yeah. Ten, something like that. It was
0: like a downhill three hundred ish, and. He <laughs> it's when you tee off from up on big, the road. Yeah, it was up on the road. Straight, straight towards road. the water. Nice. He fucking skipped in off a beautiful drive it would have been parked either way but it skipped up off the ground just straight in i was
2: like an out-of-state yeah. so all of at us have played fountain. that. yeah at the yeah. fountain course Come i on. played the fountain randomly with this guy marty coppola yeah, or, yeah. so describe underground member and one day i just showed up there in an uber coming home from like or when i was working out there in, in phoenix so I used to. I've played a lot of expensive rounds just because I'm trying to get more courses. I know you. Right, you yeah. like more courses. Yeah. I'm at two hundred seventy seven now. Got me, with, with practice ones, whatever. But like, I show up. He plays with me and this other guy, and he's like, "Oh yeah, some other guys coming." Or I like post on Facebook. He waits. He's like, "You know what? Monday we got this sanctioned singles league. You just would have <laughs> shot like a thousand something right around." I was yeah. like, "I'll be there." <laughs> yeah. Go out there and play, and sure enough, I shoot like nine sixty. I was pissed, but. <laughs> Cause you know the first time you play a course, yeah. I think, I play some of the best golf. Cause yeah. you just get to throw, and then I went to try to re-, re throw stuff. Shane used to be on the underground out there. I think he went, I think he went to Prodigy or something. But, but yeah, it was cool. I love I love getting around.
3: So, anyways, we'd like to thank everybody for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, there'll probably be some after hours. Uh, oh, but there's
0: going to be after hours. Don't you worry about
2: that. After the showers, of course, because we just well, got dirty. We've all had showers today. That's really weird. Feel, Phil, feel I don't know have. why you feel Phil? That. <laughs> that is cool.
0: Phil's hair was looking glorious when he showed up because he just had a shower. It was, uh, it was really nice. And mine not so much, but sometimes mullets don't look good. What do you want to do, wrestle now?
3: No. Turn this off.
0: You want me to turn this off?
3: Turn this off why is
1: What's your favorite denomination
2: <laughs> of chicken size? Is it, like, we're talking popcorn,
3: nuggets, boneless, oh. traditionals. All right, are you wingless, ready for the most fucked up dish I've tendies. ever made in my life? This wasn't was even true, when I was like, on drugs. Traditional chicken. All right? Yeah. We had, like, four or five containers of popcorn chicken from KMC. And it was, like, 11, 12 o'clock at night. We were playing poker. My wife is gone. There's like, ten dudes. And I was like...
1: Dude, so got, to, to got to
3: the cupboard, whipped up waffle batter, got the waffle iron out, sprayed it, put the waffle batter in, threw the chicken on top, threw it down, warmed up the chicken, crisp it up. Chicken and waffles to go. Like a, like you could hold chicken. It was and in the
1: waffle,
3: so fucking. good. It
1: just makes sense.
3: Yeah. Why Did you is like
1: it? cut it up though?
3: Yeah, there was no pieces like bigger than that in the waffle. Okay. So you basically like I handed you a quarter of the Belgian waffle.
1: Did they get syrup?
3: If they wanted it, some people put hot sauce be on. Be a great or, dipper or honey. Uh, I wasn't judging. Whatever you did, I was for it. Sauce for. You. Next time you come out, let's get high and make that.
2: Rich told me that you uh, you make some impressive waffles.
1: And he th- has a
3: waffle iron. Then I left. And I, it when at when I house moved house.
2: in, he was, I was
3: like, "You have a fucking real ass waffle iron He's that busted that out." Flip. And yeah. stuff he's yeah. like Yeah, Brian makes the best waffles. Whenever he comes over he's gonna make his waffles. And I just now remembered this. We, we have a waffle waffles, maker, already. you know that. Yeah, but I probably don't have everything I need to make waffles. No, so we're not waffles. If you make good waffles,
0: you can find them.
3: We'll have to uh, uh, we could we could put in a shipped order. And it would get in uh, here at like hot. Pretty sure minutes like are nine
0: ready. or ten AM
3: <laughs> again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have the stuff for waffles now, but that's something to keep in mind. We, we can, can nice do French toast. Yeah. That's
0: easy enough. I forgot about your
2: uh, you waffles at 6 I hear about, I've heard little about day, them like it's Lord. You it's know? good stuff.
1: Nice like the other job. night, I but made chocolate,
3: that. peanut butter, popcorn. Mm. I'm not even fucking around. Shit, we don't have those supplies either. I was just like, hey, Amber, I'm going to go, I'm, okay, I'm going to do something stupid unless you tell me I can't. And she's like, no, nah, I Locked in the kitchen. God, even when you wear a visor, you're wearing a hat.
0: Well, I had to get the cigs in there, baby. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I, like I don't know. Some, God, might, say,
1: some might say, even when, when you're wearing a hat, you're wearing a visor. Hey, part, yeah, part of I your not hat about What if the hat, hat, of your is, hat, is, hat is a visor? Wind? Yeah. What would it be?
2: A babushka? No, it'd be a hat. No, it wouldn't. Yeah. It would just be this weird thing on
3: your head. No, like, think about a beanie. You could still call it a hat.
2: Yeah, but your beanie doesn't Our have a snapback on it. Every, beanie.
3: every hat you wear is also part yarmulke. So. Yeah, well,
0: not, not a visor, though. A visor. Not a visor. Except for a
2: visor, yeah. That's true. Exactly. So, but like you're wearing a yarmulke right now. I mean, now. I really just don't understand why so yeah, there's one. so you're much also hate to You're like, also both wearing it's it's
1: visors. It's well, it's funny. It's only these two.
2: You know, it's... It's it's, yeah. it's, it's only these you two. You know, because he said it
1: in the piggyback offense like big I feel, like that's you know, they do I feel like they do they're making cool. a large assumption. Because we disagree
3: more than anybody I know, but in this sole fact, it is so honest. Like, ready? Are you Watch us disagree? I, Star like Wars fucking overrated. There you go. Do you like bow ties, Brian? <laughs> yeah, bow ties are great. Yeah, I bet you guys will agree on
2: this.
3: Who's the best basketball you, player in of all no time? I think
2: time? I think that fucking Michael I Jordan. Get uh, I, I get what you're saying. Anybody
3: that says any otherwise is an idiot.
2: So let's say I don't know why I like Bowta 80% of the like, Bowta nice. guys.
1: It's LeBron James, uh, first of all.
0: That's a terrible so, answer. So, Second of all, Boaties you all could make the argument about being the a most dominant player in their like era. And then Jordan, the Jordan might come into that sucks. conversation. Uh, really? But if you think LeBron James in the 90s yeah, cool, then couldn't then have done like what stuck Jordan did, you're just Is that your
2: hot take? It's not a hot take. That's a hot take. What are talking
1: about? LeBron and Jordan? Let's go. Hold on, first of all, Rich, 20, 20 one time you got me that day, yeah. no pistons really from the Hopeful pistons so would ever yeah. be in the Hall No, first guess, of all, would you uh, open that door, no, please? Of, of, course of course I would.
0: Thank you. We need airflow. Yeah, Um. To just get just all this hot steam off your clothes. chest. Uh, just like are just like those
1: weird scenes? Are we're um, taking our. They're in there. We're their we chaps. Also, not, thinks you're like, that no of the project, all four project, pistons project. will ever be in the Hall of Fame. Well, he he's about to close. lose That's that. I say. So We've these boxing I say, ass say three do of them. What have you are doing for? Two.
2: So I think. I still think the top. Chopsy builders. Yep. Ben Wallace. That's it. Rashid
3: Wallace. That's it. You got one chance at a. let
2: And then clean your shit. And this You got a better chance than the goddamn coach. my girl. Ben Wallace is about well, like been a a been ben in. Is like a first ballot okay, finally.
1: already in. Oh not Larry coach. Brown was already it's in the Hall of Fame. We don't count the coach, right? Yeah, no, no, no. I think they're just no, really that serious. wasn't if I wanted to like I get technical, I'd be a dick about it, but we knew what we were talking yeah. about, yeah. about yeah. Oh, that night. I was. We were talking about out of their <laughs> like, starting five. I don't know basketball. I don't mean to insult. Yeah. Those things <laughs> those are know those those things designed, designed, designed to be. Uh, and then, I'm not fake. No, fishing, I don't. that's cool. You said, you know, you read Saga, you're the Pistons. Yeah, Do I look like i participate in sports? Um, I'm going to say down the road, like, even Richard Hamilton has a chance. Not probably not if I had to make a bet, yes or no, but I bet you he's like up in the discussion, like later down the road. Who would you say has the best chance? Um, I would say who has the best chance is Ben Wallace just because of his his accolades and his undrafted status. Who is the most rich? Who is the most deserving? Go back, go back. I can't. Rich, who is the most deserving rich, is most deserving? It's Chauncey Billows.
0: I think he is the most deserving and the only one with a
1: chance. Well. Wait, Chauncey? Well that's probably about to make it. No, he's not. I mean, no. He's a finalist in his (laughs) first You gave up immediately. (laughs) He's a finalist in his (laughs) first He's a finalist in his first season. His first uh, eligibility.
0: This is his first year of eligibility? I think so, yeah. I just with that, but I don't really care either way. You no, know what?
1: It's five years, right?
0: Yeah, and he's been gone for way more than five years. No, I
1: thought this was his first year of eligibility. So I
0: you think he's been out of the league less or at five years right now? No, it's been at uh, least he ten. Was
1: a long time, man. He was he was on the Bulls for years, and then he came back to the Pistons and was like terrible, like as an old man.
0: Another reason that he's not going to make the Hall of Fame.
1: All right. Scandal. These are hot topics. There's no scandal. No, oh, we've. Um, who I think is the most deserving, though, is Chauncey Billups. And the
0: only chance.
1: No, Ben Wallace is. Ben, I, ben Wallace is going to make it over him, even though I think Chauncey is more deserving. Just because Ben Wallace was undrafted and a four time defensive player of the year. He would die for Ben Wallace, is what okay. saying. <laughs> No no, no, I'm saying he's i uh, You I'm need just to saying, pull like, Ben Wallace's cock he, you know. he has he <laughs> has better, he has better he has better accolades than Chauncey <laughs> Bellops to warrant like Hall of Fame credentials. Even though Chauncey Belps was like a hands down better player for many years. You just
0: keep giving me points that I don't have to make you just said even though hands down Chauncey Belps was the better player over many years. See, but
1: you're not listening to what I'm saying. I'm saying Ben is he said that though. <laughs> Yes, wrong. I. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, am not like. I'm just repeating else. what you said. What I'm saying is, is Ben has a better chance to make the Hall of Fame, but in my heart, I believe Chauncey is more deserving. But Ben has a better chance. You don't
0: think voters can have the same? They can, but than you they can? can,
1: but but Ben Wallace was a finalist this year. You think? Well, where's Chauncey? He's not a finalist this year. Like that's what that's what I'm talking about. Well,
0: oh, he might have played longer. I
1: would say they are times.
0: I know that uh, there are at least five better players than Ben Wallace. Right. being so
1: Ben Wallace retired in 2012. Okay. So like nine years ago, not five years ago.
0: Yeah, and he's probably been a finalist before, but he didn't that's get a Well,
1: no, that's why it's right now, because he's just not a finalist. <laughs> it's it? Chauncey. Chauncey, is yeah, is Chauncey, I don't think he's eligible yet. Well, I, I, guess it, I know nothing you know, about sports, so I just agree full-heartedly, you know? You should agree
0: with me on this one.
1: Like, like, you know, See, but the thing is, is I'm agreeing with him, but I'm also saying, like, Ben's going to make it just because of, like, the awards he's won as, like, what he was in the league but After Chauncey, listening to this like, conversation
0: do you think he okay. deserves to be in the Hall of Fame it's
3: no, it's weird. no it hasn't accomplished it anything for me out. I haven't decided if he does or doesn't It's does, still very ambiguous He does
0: deserve it We've been arguing dormant. about it so He does deserve it
1: He's going to be in the Hall of Fame but what I'm saying is his Chauncey deserves to be in the Hall of Fame more I It has a less, less of a chance of getting married even though I think they will both get there. I want them both to win Hall Thank yeah. you, yeah. darling. <laughs> I, like you. I want to stay positive and, like, you go get it, guys. You did it. You played the so, game for a long time.
0: If I'm not mistaken, the NBA Hall of Fame has a limited number of players every year that go in the Hall Yeah, well,
1: they all do. Is it four or five? Uh, like no, football baseball is football. not. I mean, basketball players are there. I have no idea. Football Football has a limited class. blocks, three blocks. What's the difference? It's like you're even to All right, Chauncey only, Chauncey only played until 2014. Okay. So only two years more recent. Like a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need at least, I think it's five years. It's, it's it's about five years from all sports. After you retire, then you can be eligible to the Hall of Fame. So, yeah,
0: Paul Pierce. Uh,
1: I believe they both deserve to be an over him.
0: Come on! Really? Who's your argument I Chauncey guess. Billups and uh, Ben Wallace over Paul Pierce? He says yeah. they're more deserving.
1: Yeah. And that's bullshit. Uh, Chauncey Billups definitely.
3: What?
0: Yeah. Okay. What did
1: Paul Pierce do? Yeah, he was way a great more than scorer. Chauncey. He was a great scorer for a long time. <laughs> He was never MVP, he was never Defensive Player of the Year. He, he was, was, an was an all-pro NBA, way more than Chauncey it was. He was never NBA Finals, MVP. He was an all-star
0: and an all-pro he way more than was. He was an all-star, yeah, wins. and he was a
1: very good player for a long time.
0: But he also won one championship.
1: Are you saying he was more consistent? Yeah. Well, Paul he was Pierce was better great, overall. Not than Chauncey, Chauncey? What? Uh,
3: Paul Pierce was a ten-time all-star. Mm.
1: He was a great scorer.
3: That's how you get in the fucking Hall of Fame.
1: How many, how many times All-Star was Chauncey? Six, Three
3: times. Six. And he was one NBA two. Finals MVP. Yeah. Paul
1: Pierce was? Yeah. Really? All right. All right. My bad. Okay, I'm sorry. Like he was I very, retract, very I good. I retract my statement.
0: Oh, I think Kevin Garnett's one of those, too. You think Ben Wallace is better than him?
1: No, not the Kevin Garnett. <laughs> Kevin well, Garnett. Well, he's on the
3: list, too. I
1: mean, Kevin Garnett's Kevin an all-time great.
3: Garnett. Could be argued as a top three power forward of all time.
1: Yeah, no, Kevin Garnett's an all-time great.
3: Strictly people that play power forward, Decker. Karl Malone. Ooh, no, w- Karl Malone never won a championship. He's yeah, the right. second
0: all-time leading right? ever. All right, are we talking championships, Golden or who's a, a better
1: player? Because Carmelo Malone had, like, the corniest white boy at point guard for, like, 20 years. John Stockton. he lose the like, <laughs> yeah. top four point yeah. guard all time? Mean, yeah, yeah. No, he's probably, like, number one, but he was still, like, a fucking okay. old... But <laughs> Does Carmelo
3: Malone bad. score that much without John Stockton? Yes. That's a great question. Uh, he did he all
1: right. I, 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 be, I believe he did all right did like alone? his season or two at the Lakers.
3: I would say
0: Carmelo Malone gave John Stockton many assists. Hey, John Stockton he was so good. He would finish four no, oh, he's the mailman who delivered. It was a symbiotic
3: relationship, though.
1: Oh, I would agree yeah. that it was. Also, John Stockton, s- st- I think, I believe, like, is the all-time leader in steals by like several hundred. We'll see about that. By, but, uh, uh, by <laughs> several hundred. I disagree, personally. <laughs> Let's get a dollar bet. Dollar bet. Dollar okay, bet. Dollar bet. Right. At least two hundred. At least two hundred steals 200 more than anyone else.
3: I will take that bet. You owe him one dollar. It's almost like five hundred, I think. It is uh four wow. hundred and eighty ish. That's that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, almost well, 100, shit. Yeah. Um. Uh, number two.
1: Gary Payton. Nope. No. Uh wait hold on. Uh Jason Kidd. Somebody tall. No, it's another. Good point guess. There. It's another <laughs> good point contribution.
0: Guy. No, uh, John Stockton is very short. With.
1: Yeah, I'll. So, I, I mean, I, I, it's all he guards. Is, the leader steals. It's
3: not, okay, I'd like to give you some of the top ten here. Uh, Oscar, Oscar's not. That's which, like, that's, that's a fair guess, but I don't even running running think he's to like top one. no. You want to keep guessing? We keep telling you no. Give me top.
1: Give me top ten in random order.
3: I'll pick the next one. The total top ten.
1: All right. The only person in random order.
3: The only person still playing. You want to guess that? Mm. Uh, Chris Paul? Yep. Great answer. The Brown James. It's Chris Paul. Oh, no, Chris Paul. I got it. I got it. Okay, Chris Paul, Gary Payton, uh, Scotty Pippen, Michael Jordan, Mo Cheeks, Clyde the Glide, Keem the Dream, Alvin Robertson, Jason Kidd.
1: I believe I said Jason Kidd, and you said no, he wasn't number two. I said Gary Payton and Jason Kidd, and you said no to both of those. Right? I didn't say anything to anyone. Uh, Jason Kidd was like 10. Um, I, th- I I said Gary Payton was my first guess as number two
3: number two is not Gary Payton right. number 10 is not Jason, Jason Kidd, Kidd. Right. is it Jason Kidd number yes.
1: seven? Right. I did say both of those I said Gary Payton first and then I said Jason Kidd
3: have you met the muffin man number three is MJ number four is Gary Payton number five is Mo Cheeks, number six, is Scottie Pippen. That surprised that me. That surprised me. But Scottie uh, Pippen played a Number seven, time. Chris Paul. Number eight, Clyde the Drive. Number nine, Hakeem. Hakeem the center. big man. He's got to be the and tallest up, guy on the list. Oh yeah. Oh, but I got a dollar on that. Oh yeah. Hakeem was, was, uh, uh, was one no. of the best defensive centers ever. There's, we've already named him in our discussions tonight, but there is somebody taller. Oh, that's it that you just named? No, in the top oh, twenty-five. Oh, so the next
1: guy. Oh no, oh, I thought we were talking top ten. A top ten,
3: he is. Well, check. Nope.
1: Um, next tallest guy in the top twenty-five. This is cool. let see if we can
3: the top. The top um, no, I would, I would guess.
1: Um, I'm. Um, uh, you know what? I'm gonna. I am i do not want to say Chris Webber, but it's somebody like Chris Webber. I'm not Chris Webber. No, no I he's just said taller he's not,
3: than Hakeem. Yeah. Is what the hint was. Oh, he's
1: taller than Hakeem.
3: That that was the hint. Oscar. No, he's not in the top 25. I gave you
1: that. Uh, Ding wasn't tall Okay, was, was I'm he?
3: making the assumption that Hakeem is 6'10. David Robinson. No, oh, that's a
1: great guess. It's uh, Tim know. Duncan. Yeah.
3: No, he already guessed that. Oh shit! <laughs> okay. Kevin okay. Garnett. 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 <laughs>
1: Kevin okay, Garnett.
3: That makes
0: sense. Kevin right. so, Garnett, right?
1: right? 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 seven foot. Yeah. Kevin Garnett, I totally believe. But and
3: that was, again, me making the assumption that Hakeem is I was, 6'10". I, I don't think he's like 7'1", personally. Yeah. Is he? Was he at his prime? Yeah, My fault, so. That's all good. Alright, there are two current NBA players on the top 25 that we haven't named. In steals? In steals. Just talking about
1: steals. Um, Chris
3: Paul is number 7. The next one is number 13.
1: Stephen Curry?
3: No, but you always um, got that name right. Stephen Curry. Stephen the, Curry. The Brown. Know? Brown, number 13 and number 24 I will give you each 10 guesses and if you get it I will pay you each a dollar 24 uh, hold on
1: me, uh active players they, active yes. players and we, we've already named Chris Paul and LeBron Chris Paul and LeBron are the only two active ones in your name yep so number 3 active steals the wrestle
3: that is one guess no
1: um, Shit, it's not James Harden. That's two guesses, James no. I said it's not doesn't James matter. Harden. Doesn't no. <laughs> matter. I'm a very firm leader. I'm a very firm I'm thinking all up. I'm I'm thinking all up. Thinking all up. Hmm. Who's old? Fucking Kyrie Irving, not That's Kyrie number Irving. four. Oh, no. That's number three. Um, Rajon Rondo. That's number
3: four, no. <laughs> oh, is. That is number five, now. Four. How many guesses we get? Ten. <laughs> Dream yeah. on. Dream on green, no.
1: Like this? Like, That's six. You, you have four left. Serious.
3: Like, you don't have to give me a dollar. I, give up. I will just give you a dollar. I give up. <laughs> I'm the
1: only one giving I wouldn't bet
3: a dollar on this. I give up. No, I said it wasn't a bet. I would just give you a dollar if you got it.
1: You, you have four like, guesses left if you'd like to try it. I would like
3: to. He has forfeited his dollar.
1: And you said they're still playing?
3: They're still actively playing.
1: Um, we yeah, I
3: do I really uh, that uh, I sure. I I like that you tried to love
1: it.
3: You've given up, sir. I
1: yeah, have. I'm just thinking of, like, Big Mint now that he's been around for a long time.
3: Gasol. Paul Gasol is wrong. Marcus all is wrong. Yeah. so those Okay, so you have three left. Paul just got. Uh, he's got a contract though, and in. in uh, I would think Spain. Mark has more than Paul. Um, that's cool though. Where you grew up, like finish your career. I would so
1: love I that shit. Right, yeah. You could have had a kid in the NBA. Yeah, let's go back home and be a national hero. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah play ball. I'm it's so rich good. now. Wave, wave <laughs> at people. Cool. Right. And yeah. yeah. be like, like one of you the best come. in the league at like 40 years old. Bam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. I'm All right. back. All <laughs> right. What's up, bitches? That's a good guess. <laughs> hey. He's too early. Like, it doesn't even matter if five years old. No, I just want to know. He's got two more.
3: It wouldn't matter. Well,
1: it could. No, I'm a dangerous fighter. Fine. I don't know which argument I want to get in the middle of. <laughs> you just love to argue. No, I mean, I mean, I'm not a conversation. Our mere do nothing but argue. Though. Oh, that's true. Friendship, right there. I get it. Just arguing. Andre Iodaga. Mm, he's so old. He's so old. That's what I, I was said. I'm thinking about old. That's people. what I said. I need to think of an old big man. Okay. He's
3: not big though. He's a guy. I mean, he's like. By oh, the way, I'm remember like, when he said Paul Pierce shouldn't be in the Hall of
1: Fame? He's on this list too. <laughs>
3: A score, a pure score, is on the all-time twenty-five.
1: Hold on, I didn't see you guys like to twist shit. I didn't say he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I said Chauncey Billups was more deserving to be in the Hall of Fame. And that's where you're said. wrong, still. Is what I said.
3: Steals, man. It's
1: crazy stuff. Die-hard Pistons fan. Never forget. No, not a die-hard Pistons fan. I'm just, yeah, I, Chauncey, number and twenty-two. Meta 22 your boy, and my
3: metal world piece. What I'm saying,
1: and Chauncey. That makes yeah. me upset. Don't right Ma- Magic Johnson by <laughs> I know nothing about sports, but sure. <laughs> no, I am gonna twist it. Allen Iverson,
3: fourteen. I thought he'd be higher. Um, Mookie Blaylock, twelve. Mookie's on there. Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Shut down guard, man. I
0: know this too.
3: And co- one of the more uh, surprising names on the list that I don't think, like, if you gave me, all right, write a hundred names down. Are we still on? Are we still on steals? Yes. Yeah. If, you, if I said write 100 names down, I don't think you would get this.
1: Chauncey Dulles. Nope. Sean was, Marion. Like that, like, hmm. uh, okay. Steals, though? You wasn't wouldn't have thought de- of that. Sean Mar- okay. Wasn't he like Defensive Player of the Year, though? No. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, but he
3: like his, a rebound. his rebounding was. Yeah, he no, was like a yeah. small forward, right? Yeah. You yeah. would never
1: thought. First of that Chauncey shot. on that list, I know he's got to be He's top not 100. in the top 25. Oh, I thought you were like down to 100. No. No.
0: because he's not.
1: Sean Marion was top 25? Yeah. Also, though, they didn't start. Steels wasn't a step they kept until like... 85 or something like yes, that. Yes, yeah. exactly. They
3: so that mean, means Jordan and Stockton's first two players.
1: Isaiah? Where was Isaiah? Uh, 17. Oh, all right, cool. <laughs> Next two
3: active players on the list, it hit, Trevor Ariza there and Russell Westbrook. I think Russell would be there somewhere. Oh, that was... I can't I can't you please off. In, it's, like stressing it out. Out. it's stressing me out. Oh, yeah. This is
1: nothing. Yeah, I know it's nothing, but
2: it, it's something. Do you want to wrestle? It's
1: dinner. It's like an FBI agent.